Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen, I'm joined by a big Hello. How are you, sir? Well, I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Very well, thank you very much. We are a couple of days removed from our live show at the mm. Prince Charles Cinema. People who didn't go to that show are probably sick of hearing about it. <laughs> we did a live show, We did guys. a live show, guys, and you weren't there to see it. Um, uh, what was your favourite moment from the show? Hey, I got a big chant when I went on stage, so you I enjoyed did. that. <laughs> you did. People were chanting... Uh, Faker door, faker door. Well, not only that, but it was faker door, faker door, L faker door. Na 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 na. What more do you want? Because we are British wrestling yeah. fans. Gotta, that's gotta what have we a do. bit of Casey in the Sunshine Band with <laughs> your own name in it. It's <laughs> fine because that's what I've been chanting around the house before that all it's, week. Yeah. So I just, you know, it's nice that people have cottoned on to what I do in my private time. And it was funny as well because it finally reminded me of a chant that we got started at the Rev Pro show we went to on Friday when we were getting really angry with Chris Roberts during the Phantasmo match for yeah. not doing his job. Yes. So we started chanting, do your job, do well, it seems your to be job, the, it seems to be the running, Roberts, do your it job. It did seem to be the running theme of that entire show that Roberts was not doing his job. He wasn't counting people out when they were outside of the ring. He was forgetting to ca- like to do yeah. the regular count. Oh, he was asking people if they wanted to tap. It's just showing his discretion. It's just like letting these guys, you know, he's using his reference Free's discretion to let them have these fights on the outside. He's too discreet. That's <laughs> how I would describe it. Bless Chris Roberts. <laughs> but it was a really fun night. I, I had a good time. Mm. Uh, I have listened back uh, to the show. Yeah. Um, I my my review of it would be I get loud and obnoxious by the end. <laughs> that is that's my review of the show. <laughs> so that, that was a good laugh. It, it was, was good a good fun. laugh. It was a good laugh. Hopefully we get to do it again, and hopefully more people. Well, yes. Uh, the people who didn't get to come before can come. Again. We uh, we were speaking to the Prince Charles yesterday, and it's uh, New Year. We're going to be looking to do some more things with them. We've got plans in place uh, and things that we would like to do. Sweet. Uh, we've got an email here from Chris Smith. And I remember last week we were talking about um, the Jericho Cruise and the karaoke. Mm, Jericho Cruise. And you were talking about how that you were a big fan of karaoke. I am indeed. And so we started asking people to send in karaoke-based uh, Rusev Hayes. Okay, yeah. Well, Chris Smith, who sent in that original one, has sent in another Rusev Hay based around karaoke. Sweet. So um, he uh, enjoyed. Mike Lurker. <laughs> said hello again Luke and Laurie I'm glad you enjoyed Raven's intro sorry about filming it in landscape you'll never be forgiven for that since you've asked for more karaoke stories for the NXT reviews I do have some to share from the cruise 
Marty Skell and Flip Gordon attempted to sing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, but they got confused halfway through because Flip was singing the full version and Marty only knew the TV version. Uh, Classic mistake. The full version always throws people off. It really does, because everyone thinks, I know there was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it's only 20 seconds long. But oh no, it's a full three-minute song. Then there are extra verses. The first verse is longer, but people always get slipped up by it. And they're like, mm. wait, what, what's this now? It's the same as um, Total Eclipse of the Heart has the <clears throat> same effect at karaoke. Uh, because pe- where you think the chorus is coming in, yeah. in Total Eclipse of the Heart, that's not where the chorus comes in, man. There's another <laughs> verse. You've got to wait. Patience is not a thing for drunk karaoke. Uh, Chris continues Marty told Flip to get off the stage and that's why he wasn't booked for All In Christopher Daniels Frankie uh, Frankie Zone and Scorpio Sai sang Take On Me with Daniels debuting uh, dancing being the highlight Noel Foley who was dressed like Asuka because it was the night before Halloween sang Baby Got Back and Mighty Skull and Sammy Callahan closed the show by singing NSYNC's Bye 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 (laughs) that I want to see I also (laughs) want to sing uh, any NSYNC or Backstreet Boys song with Sammy Callahan. <laughs> that is I'm my sure. n- that is my new dream. Sammy, if you are listening, yeah, and we know you are, please, <laughs> please, like, can we? I like this uh, as Chris closed out his email here. At one point, I thought Chris Jericho was attempting karaoke, but it turned out to be a Fozzy concert. <laughs> nice slam, Chris. Brutal slam, Chris Smith. Nine nine nine. Is that the Burns unit? <laughs> Uh, obviously, big thank you uh, to uh, Nicolò for sending across the uh, the lovely presents uh, to the studio. Uh, we're going to be tucking into those later on today, so we're very much looking forward to it. Thank you very, very much. Right, so we're going to crack into the NXT review now, talking about how it was a terrific go-home show for Take of War Games, despite the fact not being all that newsworthy. Here's the show. NXT last night, this is the go-home show for NXT TakeOver War Games, mm-hmm. and... Ollie and I were rather critical of Raw and SmackDown. While they both had their excellence moments, Becky in the main event of Raw, obviously attacking Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey, and Daniel Bryan shockingly winning the WWE Championship on Tuesday, are kind of like these things to make you go Bar-me. like, maybe I should tune into Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, they've also not done a great deal to make you care about the other matches. Any of them, yeah. <laughs> so, and also like, the problem is because all the Becky Lynch stuff, isn't going anywhere it's anyway all, now. Like we've now had, you know, and that's obviously that's obviously not their fault necessarily. Yes. But yeah, we've been building to this one match. They put all their sort of eggs on the basket, of, like in the basket of this match with Becky and Ronda. And unfortunately, Becky now can't compete. So they've gone. Oh no! Oh, well, uh, let's scrap everything then and just start all over. Like Daniel uh, Bryan champion. Like for example, at like the other matches on the card, you've got. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It's mm-hmm. IC champ versus US champ. This should feel like a really big deal. This yes. is like the first time these two have ever had a match anywhere around the world. And Seth Rollins' promo on Raw essentially boiled down to, you don't need to care about this match because I don't care about it. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. Is like, you know, he's, been, he's obviously had a, a hell of a lot of storyline going on, but that's also caught up in a various outside influences that don't have any control over. So you just have to kind of go... Okay, well, he's more interested in Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Shinsuke, we haven't seen. <laughs> well, Shinsuke has been miss. He's he's been in absentia. Yeah. He was on, <laughs> for a very long time. He was on SmackDown at the very least to say I care about the match. Mm. I was like, well, at least you're trying, I guess. But yeah. like this week. Yeah. We don't have any reason to care about that match. Likewise, the tag team match that's uh, on the kickoff show. No reason to care about that. And while the company are trying to make you care about the mm. five-on-five match, at the same time, it's like, 
but why are you fighting? What are you fighting for? Mm. There's, there is nothing on the line to be sort of fought over. But come next week, none of it will matter. Well, even the invasion was led by Becky Lynch. It's not even like the invasion even matters to the people in the match. Like they were all, yeah. they were all bit part players in the invasion. The actual invasion and the proper match that is between the two teams are the five, you know, the five men and the five women in their various matches. Yes. And on further to that, that was also built around the well, supposedly built around the the women's ma- uh, five on five match. Mm. However, we don't know who the fifth member of the team on Team SmackDown is. Mm. So we're going into the show with an incomplete card. Mm. So while WWE have done some very good stuff this week, Becky Lynch mostly, uh, even when even when she's injured and cannot compete on SmackDown, she was still arguably the best thing on the show. What an amazing promo what an amazing that was. promo that was. So I've got very little interest going into Survivor Series. I cared about one match, and we're not getting that match anymore. Mm-hmm. So my my interest level in Survivor Series is very, very low. But on to NXT, they have an hour's worth of TV. And in that hour, they had three matches, which is two less than Raw did in three hours. And one of those matches had a major stipulation that was going to lead in to the main event of NXT TakeOver War Games. Mm. So that's a big deal. Yes. But throughout the show, they also built... The other matches that are on there, just through video packages, they, they were they were the hype packages we're going to see on Saturday. But that doesn't yeah. matter because they're there to get you excited about those matches. The mm. same way they're there to be to get you excited about them on Saturday, and they also <clears> set <throat> up other storylines to come out after War Games. So this did a very good job of building up and getting you excited for a show on Saturday, as well as what will come Sunday. You know, post Sunday, post Saturday. Well, there was a bit of me being like, I want to, but my defense wanted to be like, you know, we're on SmackDown. They've had a terrible time with injuries and all these outside influences forcing their hand when it comes to the booking. So is NXT, I guess. Not with injuries, but with uh, the fact that just all the tapings happened pre any of it, yeah. pre evolution, pre any of this other stuff. All these, there's been all this story they've had to just deal with coming out. Like, and it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And then they've still managed to make. I still feel like Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler again feels important now because yeah. of the influence of uh, Duke and Shafir. Like putting them into the mix now, it feels like Shayna's starting to build her own little stable, mm. and Kyrie has to be the one to kind of topple it. But I think what we're going to see is the beginning of the four horsewomen proper. Yes, that that's now. where we're you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I think like and they've managed to do like you know Champa and Dream haven't had a lot of like, haven't had a huge amount of face-offs, but that still feels pretty big. Like mm-hmm. it feels like a, a major deal. Gargano and Alistair Black has obviously been the story going on in NXT really. And then the War Games match feels really important because the quantity of people in it and how good they are. Yes. It feels like it's going to be this amazing thing. Yeah, it's it's they did a really good job on this episode as I said of, of getting you mm-hmm. kind of like hyped and excited for and based the same one in particular i think is interesting because this is a match we literally saw a couple of weeks ago um at evolution mm. we've seen several times over in nxt this year already but the stipulation or the added stipulation of it being a two out of three falls match and them having legitimate storyline reason for having that match mm. makes that match feel like a big deal and you're like yeah cool it does need to be two out of three falls yeah. it does need this gimmick around it because that makes storyline sense that makes logical storyline sense mm. for, uh, for this feud so I'm, I'm now really looking forward to that mm. and Carrie saying bless her heart promos is not really her strong suit because the English language not her first language no. so that's absolutely fair enough Like, but she did actually a really good promo in this yeah. I, I really liked her promo and I think it was good as well because it was from her perspective and I think all the other a lot of the other promos like leading into Evolution was the promos were 
Shana focused. Mm -hmm. I lost the title. Yes. I messed it up. Mm -hmm. I'm training in the gym. I'm coming back for it. I'm going to win. And then she did. Yeah. And now we're seeing Kyrie's side of things. And she's, yeah, she's holding her own. Because I think before, like, and we were saying this before, one of the NXT reviews leading into Evolution, we were saying, when we see Kyrie, she's just milling around outside full sail. And they were like, uh, Kyrie, can you tell me some one thing? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah um, I'm going to win. Bam, and then, yeah, and yeah. then um, yeah, Shayna gets this two-minute promo package of her like boxing in the gym, so kicking awesome. people's heads off yeah. and looking really awesome. And Kyrie's just like, I've got a treasure chest and I'm outside. Yeah, and that's weird as well because it's like the treasure chest thing could feel like a really naff gimmick mm. of like, you know, it's my treasure chest and she has the title within this treasure chest. Very cartoony, very early 90s WWF. Mm. But somehow, in this promo, where Kyrie was like, I've lost my treasure. I was like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Genuinely felt really bad for you her. sweet little bubblegum princess. Little I'm so thing. sad for I, you. Re- I want you to win that title back now <laughs> because she's a proper bully. Yeah. And I want, and you were screwed out of your treasure. So I, I, I thought it was really nice. So we've got, we haven't got a lot to dive into in this NXT review, but we'll save everything for the, uh, the full review itself. But I suppose really the big question is, was this a better go-home show than Raw and SmackDown were for Survivor Series? Well, I... I have to caveat heavily with the, the fact that I actually watch NXT every week, mm-hmm. and I don't watch Raw and SmackDown. You every watch week. the highlights. I tend to watch the highlights for Raw and SmackDown, or I watch. I'll go and I'll go and watch the matches uh, when I can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I'm more in tune with what's going on in NXT in general. So I would be more excited anyway. And the fact that there's only four matches on the card, <laughs> yep. and it's you know probably going to be about two and a half hours. So everything's going to get like a good showing. Yes, I'm very excited for NXT Takeover. However, I was excited for Survivor Series until this week yeah, happened and all the stuff sort of fell out of it. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of into that, you know, before. Yeah, it's, it's really weird because like, the bottom really has sort of fallen out of Survivor <clears> Series. Because <throat> as we were saying, like, I was and I'm not just excited for one match. It was the most excited I've been about a singles match in WWE all mm. bloody year long. I was so into this Becky versus Ronda match. So excited for it. But now we're not getting mm. that. We were talking about earlier, like when we were interested in the studio. Charlotte versus Ronda is still going to be a really great match. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. That was originally their plan for WrestleMania. Right? <laughs> Apparently. It's also going to be great. But <laughs> I was so into Becky that I was really. But now without that match. Feels flat, it yeah. does feel flat. It does feel like the bottom has really fallen out. Yeah. And Survivor Series usually is a very fun show. I got a bit of heat because I said that I, I hate the Survivor Series format. I used to love Survivor Series. Mm. It was like one of my favorite pay-per-views. But because it's based around this Raw versus SmackDown meaningless nonsense, I've really turned off on the Survivor Series. I just feel like it halts everything. Well, they need it needs to have like another stipulation to it. It, it should be stakes. It should be whoever wins gets to pick someone from the other team and just take them. Just be like, yeah. I'm, okay, we won. I'm having AJ. Yeah, totally. Something <laughs> like, along those know. lines. Or, like, we were saying the uh, the Mixed Match Challenge. The winner of that gets the number 30 spots in the Royal Rumble. Like, why do, why hasn't Survivor Series got any implications for the Rumble? Yeah. Like, why hasn't it got any implications for anything? But anyway, we're off topic. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. So the show kicked off with the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair being undefeated and remaining undefeated when she beat Mia Yim, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadgets. There was a uh, close point where she would get feated (laughs) because of Mia Yim's finishing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so Mia Yim is the, uh, what was she, the head baddie in charge. Yep. Such a lame. Blasian baddie. Yep, that I think is fine. Like, it's weird. It's okay. It's okay, but head baddie in charge sounds... As I said, it sounds mm. like Dr. Claw. Um, she does have some nice drop kicks, though. This was a fairly good match, um, but really, the whole point of this match, and kind of why I was really sort of high on this NXT show in terms <coughs> of its building towards TakeOver and beyond, is that it was setting up future challenges for whoever wins between Kairi Sane and Shayna Baszler. That's really what this whole... Like, the first two matches on this, that's what they were doing. Mm. They were like... The commentators were putting over very heavily Bianca Belair is a number one contender. She should be in the title hunt. And then with the Lacey Evans match, the same thing was like, she should be, like this really establishes her now as a championship contender. So that's setting up future storylines. Yeah, absolutely. Once the uh, base, so even without being able to have Baszler and Sane on TV in front of the live crowd for the last couple of weeks because of they taping everything before Evolution, they've done, so, they've done enough to get excited about that match without, any, without them being there mm. and future matches without knowing what the outcome was going to yeah. be. I feel, like the, I feel like the thing at Evolution should have been, you probably should have just decided who was going to win the belt before the before the event happened. I'd imagine And then you prob- could have taped yeah. it all, but you know. Yeah. Ah, whatever. Ah, whatever. Whatever. But this was a it was a fine little match. Um, yeah, Mia Yim's got some uh, some fairly nice drop kicks, but eventually Bianca Belair uh, fouled her with the KOD, which is a reverse fisherman's face buster. Yeah, a torture rack face buster slam. Yes, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Do dad. I'm a big, big fan Gubbinzy, of Bianca Gubbinzy. I'm a big fan of Bianca Belair. I think she's ace. She was great. I thought I thought it was really good in this as well because I think Mia Yim got the showing she needed to have on NXT. Like she had a she had a fairly standard one in her first match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think she got quite a good little showing here. Like and looked strong against Bianca Belair, and it was quite tight at the end. It wasn't like it could have gone either way. It yes. felt like. But 
Bianca Belair came out vicious in this. I thought it looked like it was a, it was a different level mm-hmm. than we normally see, and obviously she was still kind of cocksure and cocky. However, she there was a she turned it up a little bit here, and I just mm-hmm. thought that was quite nice to see her being like, let's see what how you know because she's been dominant so far, so it's nice to see her stretched, yeah, and see how she sells that and works that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we then got uh, backstage. Kathy Kelly was interviewing the War Raiders, Pete Dunne and Ricochet, ahead uh, of their War Games match this coming Saturday. And she's asking who's going to represent their team in the main event tonight because the main event tonight is one member from Team Goodies versus one member of the Team Baddies. And they're going to have a singles match baddies. to determine who is going to be, uh, who's going to get the man advantage at, um, at War Games, which Pete Dunne obviously said the match was not about. Clearly forgetting the rules. Um, Ricochet that he wants to do it. Pete Dunne said he wants to do it. Or Pete Dunne sort of stood up and was like, I think I should do it, to be honest. I think I'm really good. I'd be great at this. I, I think that if we go to win, it should really be me. I'll and break his fingers. <laughs> and then uh, Row of the War Raiders stands up and tells him it's enough. And Hanson says that he's going to do it instead. And this is cool because this is what we said last week. I wanted to yeah. see a member of the War Raiders in a singles match yep, against one of the tag guys. That'd be great. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's a good setup. And I like the idea that, you know, they're still keeping that tension boiling over between Pete Dunne and Ricochet because yeah. that means, one, there's probably going to play in, in the match in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, could potentially be something that hands Undisputed Era the win here. Um, but also has implications further down the line should say, I don't know, for instance, Pete Dunne loses his NXT UK title and then he can vie against Ricochet for the North American title. Yes. And then he's suddenly in the American branch of NXT. NXT. I guess, yeah. Making that, that slow transition up into the main roster. Yeah. God, God bless his Where soul. Where he's going to be the future champion. Yes, well, yeah, well, absolutely. The man um, has universal champions written <laughs> all absolu- over him. Absolutely, he does. And it was, yeah, they, they played off quite nice between those, the tensions between uh, Rick and Pete. And that played into the main events uh, of the show, where well, which we'll, <coughs> we'll get to, I suppose. But also, this has a nice implication in that the War Raiders stood up and said, this is stupid. Why are we all arguing? Yeah. In, you know, much harsher words. Oh, they weren't quite as polite as I put it. So Enough! That is more what they did. I'm doing it. And Hanson's like, I'm the one that's going to do this. And then he lost. So there's going to be implications of that within the match mm. as well. Of just like, well, we trusted you to win on Wednesday and you failed. Yeah, true. So there's there's lots of stuff that could be done. To be fair, if the this. war raiders shouted at me, though, I'd be like, please, you go, go, go nuts. Go for Absolutely, you go for it, mate. Have to go, sir. <laughs> oh, no, I insist. <laughs> Uh, we've got a video recap, the hype package uh, that we'd like to get to see on Saturday at TakeOver about who ran over Alistair Black. It was uh, Johnny. It was Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano was the one who attacked Alistair Black backstage. And this was really cool. It was a really cool hype package for this match. It told a really nice story. Mm. It was really around this Gargano saying like, hey, I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy in this scenario. So awesome. And I love the fact they're using all the, the Venom stuff on his yes. gear now because it, it's the perfect character to sum that up as well. That yeah. the, the idea like, you know, not Venom, but the black suited Spider Man, I think, is the you know, that is the exact thing. It's like I'm using this power yeah. for good. And it's and not aware that it's corrupting me. And obviously Johnny Gargano is a massive comic books fan. Like he was he talked very openly after Stan Lee passed earlier this week. And about how like Stanley characters have influenced a lot of his his outfits, and it's really interesting that here he has got this sort of this Venom or the black suit <coughs> Spider Man thing, and you compare that to what he had. I think it was at Takeover. It was one of the earlier takeovers this year. It might have been Philadelphia or uh, the one that came before WrestleMania, New Orleans, I think. 
where he was dressed as Captain America. The street fight. The one. street fight was yeah. Captain America, wasn't it? And yes. Like, so he's gone from Captain America to black-suited Spider-Man yeah. slash Venom. What a wicked little character journey that is. Mm. And like, and using your your outfits to convey that change of character. That was a really nice touch. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's done a. a it's been a really good transition, and yeah. I think like it's been such a nice slow build for it and I think it's been well told to be like you know we were obviously going oh, who's it going to be it's probably going to be Johnny isn't it but mm. you know like it's very satisfying to get to that point where it's like oh it is Johnny yeah. brilliant because he's ha he's just he's probably had the most perfect arc of any character aside from Champa obviously he's had the exact same arc basically yeah. but one year earlier it, you know they, they've had the most perfect arc I think of any characters in NXT and it's nice to see it sort of even Though it's taken like three years to get here, it's paying off now. Oh, absolutely, it does. Um, I, yeah, so I, I was a big fan of this this video package, um, and it's funny as well because like when before Gargano turned, I think I might have even said on this show, I've certainly said previously on other shows, like he's such a natural babyface, like he's the sort of guy mm. you never really want to turn heel because everyone loves him so yes. much. And it's, I mean, humble pie, slice after slice for me. I said the same thing about Becky. I said the same thing about Daniel Bryan. I said the same thing about Sami Zayn. And yet here we are. And it's brilliant. And what a, what an interesting character journey for him. But it works because he's a baby face. Yes, and exactly. I think what the, the brilliant pitching of this and what makes it so compelling is the fact that he still thinks he's a babyface. Yes, that's, and that's why it works. That's much, why yeah, it works, works and I think, so you know, well here, yeah. Hopefully something similar happens with Daniel Bryan. I think Becky obviously shrugged off the being a heel thing of just be like, I am just that damn good. Yeah. You know, like This is me. So this is why this these things, is me. As long as these things work out in that way, yeah. it's fine. As long as Johnny doesn't start turning around going, Oh, you you never liked me. It's yeah, like, oh god, yeah. We've all been holding up little smiley faces for <laughs> years now Johnny we, we love you yeah, exactly yeah and, and that's, that's, oh, that's why I love this character I think it's really really cool Kathy Kelly did another interview backstage this time with Matthew Riddle um, who said that he really enjoyed his debats he did he loved his debats <laughs> Uh, obviously, he's talking about his debut. God, Matt Riddle's good. Um, <laughs> and he says that NXT's not ready for him, but this brings up Cassius Ono. And Cassius says that when he came in, he challenged NXT champion Shinsuke Nakamura. He mm. challenged the glorious Bobby Roode. What have you done, Matt? What have you done since you've come in here? Nothing, mate. Nothing. <laughs> you've done nout. You're all hype, lads. Uh, and he challenges Ono to a match next week. I'm doing big inverted commas for podcast listeners uh, because it will be taped before war game so it'll actually so i think we might end up doing that as part of our predictions which is going to go up later today because we've only got four matches to talk about so we may as well talk about matt riddle and cassius ono as well matt riddle wins but yes i mean spoilers that's end what of gonna... prediction um so yeah so they're going to have a match quote next week um but it's going to take place this coming saturday before takeover which i think is gonna be really fun actually i think it'll be a great match because mm. i'm a big big fan of matt riddle and i like this as well because this is something else you don't get on the main roster. The <coughs> interview are having a little bit of personality. Because mm. Ono walks away, and Kathy Kelly, the professional that she is, she was there to do an interview with Matt Riddle. This dick just came in and interrupted. So she's like, so sorry about that. No, I'm ter so terribly, terribly sorry. sorry. That was really unprofessional on our part. And Matt's it's like, a shame they haven't got any runners to stop people <laughs> just walking into the shop. That's what WWE yeah, is in that's need That's what of. they need. They need less people. They need some floor managers. They need less people acting like security guards standing outside <laughs> exit doors. Yeah. They need people there. They need runners, mate. Can't be any of their cups of tea. Uh, but Matt Riddle said it's fine because he's happy they talked because now they can fight. That sounds like fun. Next up, we got Carissa Rivera versus Lacey Evans. Now, I thought this was supposed to happen last week. Now, maybe I misread this, mm. but two weeks ago, there was a graphic that said, Lacey Evans in action next week. Yes. And I'm almost saying we said that in our review. And then it didn't happen last week, and I thought, well, that's odd. 
And then it happened here, and I was like, well, I guess it was two weeks. Maybe I read the graphic wrong. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I find it very confusing with NXT's graphics, when it, all the up next and next weeks and stuff. I'm just like, I don't know when anything's happening. I have no idea when anything's happening when I watch NXT. I'm just like, it just all just goes in, and my, information, my brain just goes, I can't comprehend when anything's happening. So like, sometimes it'll be like, in four weeks' time, <laughs> Alistair we're going to see someone in four weeks' time. Get excited, yeah. kids. Um, and now he's been released. And it always works. <laughs> yeah. It always works. So this was this is my first time seeing uh, Carissa Rivera. She has a very good look, but she didn't really get a whole lot to do in this match. It was more about showing off Lacey Evans. Well, funnily I guess. enough, when she didn't have an entrance on the on the program, I was like, oh, she's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Evans, uh, this really was like a showcase match for, for Lacey Evans, <clears throat> as uh, predicted last week. Her entrance music is stuck in my head. Um, she has a spot where she kind of like throws it down to the mat and starts doing some push-ups on her. Rivera gets some overhand chops, but hits a horrible-looking dropkick. Mm. Considering the dropkicks the mere yim threw in the opening match, this was they shot it from an angle that made it look as less horrible as it possibly could. <laughs> But sometimes you can't fix everything. You can't polish a turd. Um, but I, what I like about the Lacey Evans character is that she is she's the lady of NXT. Mm. I'm acting like a lady. I'm classy. I'm so dignified. But when Rivera hits this horrible-looking dropkick, Lacey is very upset. Mm. She is very, very upset at the disgrace that this woman just kicked her in the chest. And she turns, and she essentially becomes this more vicious character. Her whole demeanor changes. Mm. And she goes into this really aggressive mode, women's right, punches her right in the face, and then as soon as the match is over, she's back to being a lady. Mm. I'm so classy. I think it's She's very concerned about the redness on her chest, though, as well. She spends a lot of time looking at him being like, you know, that. I I do like that bit of her character. I'm not overly sold on the Lacey Evans thing. I, I just... Mm. I don't. I don't really. I'm not like vibing on a move set. I don't yeah, yeah. really like the women's right as a finisher. Like I it's, think, yeah, that's it's a, a, it's a. It is a name and like it's a name and a symbol <laughs> more than it is like a yeah. cool move. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because I've never like I didn't like it when Big Show did it. No, and like Big Show is like eight foot twelve. You know, he's mm. like a massive dude. So when he punches you with his fist that is the size of a car, <coughs> you. Do you believe that that would yeah. knock a man down? Yeah, but you got to re- like you got to realize what do you do for the rest of the match? Well, yeah, because anytime you punch him, it's yeah. like, well, why didn't that kill them? Yeah, it's because, why, why? It's because you went yeah. and you screamed yeah. at your hand. It gives it the power. If you've got yeah, if you've got the iron fist, then yeah, <laughs> fine. Like I'm, I'm aware that if you summon the iron fist and your fist starts glowing, then maybe you'll knock a man out in one punch. But if you just change the way you punch <laughs> from I'm hitting you to. Yeah, it doesn't I don't know. Like, I just think it's a bit naff. I think it's a bit naff as well. But I do like I like the Lacey Evans character. At the very least, I like her character. And as I said in the the Mia Yim match, uh, Bianca Belair, I should say, this sets up future contenders for whoever comes out: uh, <clears throat> the Victor against Baszler and Sane. One would assume, perhaps we're diving more into our predictions territory here. We're setting up heels. Mm. So maybe Sane will be the one to recapture the title, especially if they are going to be doing a horsewoman horsewoman thing at uh, after Survivor Series. But mm. we'll save that for predictions afterwards. And then uh, Lacey cut a promo afterwards saying that NXT is full of classless nasties. Uh, and they uh, need to be so careful with that. <laughs> yeah. She's obviously got like the Southern Belle accent, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say that everyone else, if if Shayna doesn't win and Sane wins. And then it's Bianca Belair and Mia Yim being set up as the other characters. I see where you're going. They yeah. need to be very careful about having a, a Southern Belle white woman calling everyone else nasties. 
it's you're getting into a bit of a minefield here of you know yeah let's let's and let's skirt around that <laughs> um and she says that they've forgotten to carry themselves with sophistication she's the lady of nxt and if they don't adhere to her standards she's gonna teach them a lesson uh in class and standards with the women's right it was a fine promo it was a perfectly fine promo we then got a video package for uh, Champa and Dream, which was good. Um, and a, <clears throat> I'd say the best video package of the night to hype up Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane, which was really good. And this is where we got Shane talking about her losing her treasure box and mm-hmm. wanting to win back her championship. I thought this was really cool, really got me excited for the match on Saturday. Well, it's, yeah, it's amazing that you can still be excited for a match we've seen so many times. Absolutely, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, do you know what? Actually, they've done, they've done amazing matches yeah. really well. And I can't wait to see them because this feels like the culmination of this feud. Right, really like it's does, got to, yeah. It's got to be. This is the, the the big stipulation. Unless they do the classic NXT thing of be like, we'll do a different stipulation next time. <laughs> it's the Johnny and the, the Johnny and Champa thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, we'll just keep doing different stipulations until eventually, I guess it comes out in the wash. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that match. And in our main event, we got Hanson of the War Raiders versus Kyle O'Reilly and his excellent entrance in a terrific little match. Mm. About, ten, about ten, twelve minutes or so, but it was. Really awesome. That was great stuff. <coughs> had a lot, it had a lot in it. They like, managed to pack a bunch into it, didn't they? Yeah, actually. And if it wasn't for Brian and AJ on SmackDown, this would probably have been the best WWE match of the week. Mm. I, thought so. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Um, like, I'm a big fan of, of War Machine, of the War Raiders. And I love, like, when Kyle O'Reilly is making his entrance, doing his, like, playing the belt like a guitar and doing his kick, just being the brilliance that Kyle O'Reilly is, Hanson is just crouching, just Giving in the hands, being like, get in the ring. Just get in the ring. Hurry because, up now. Hurry up now, because when you do get in the ring, I'm going to stand up, be massive, and you're going to get hurt. Mm. Anyway. Uh, well, I love, and I love the beginning of this. I love the fact that Carl played into like his, you know, his kind of cocky character, but with the MMA style stuff, and he was like, he was basically playing hit and run for the first, but he was like throwing out a few kicks, throwing out a few punches, the hands are just like, yeah, anytime you want to actually have a proper fight, and then eventually backed him into the turnbuckle. I just yeah. thought that was such a brilliant opening moment. Like, Yeah, there was some really cool stuff, and he starts like throwing Kyle Riley hither and yonder. But there was an amazing moment, I love this, where Kyle Riley was essentially trying to goad him into getting on the floor. Mm. He's like, he got down on the floor and like essentially tried to like jockey for position with Hanson standing up tall. And that's a brilliant, like that feels like a real fight. It's just like, well, I can't take the man down. But if he comes down to me, yeah. then I've got I'll him on the floor. On, I'll win on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I've got him on the floor. That's a really cool character thing. Yeah, and there, was, and there were so many brilliant bits where they played into that idea that Carl kept trying to take Hanson down. And Hanson just kept being like, no, I'm, I am far too strong. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, I've picked you up. <laughs> Off you go. And I've picked, there were a few times he just picked him up and put him back. And it, was, <laughs> it wasn't even like, I've picked you up into like a, a suplex or doing yeah. anything. It's just like, and you're back. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll try something else. It was really cool. And eventually, Kyle O'Reilly does get the, uh, the advantage on him by uh, doing like a dragon screw through the ropes and then starts to work over his leg. Chopping the big tree down, as a, as a commentator might mm-hmm. say. Uh, and then it really got into schmoz mode. When uh, and this was awesome, really, because like Hanson like just pushes him off while Kyle is attacking him, clocks him in the face, women's right, right to the face. I know, and the Kyle, most powerful was, move in all of NXT. And Kyle just hits like falls on his butt, falls right out of the ring, and then Hanson hits this ginormous tope suicide. Mm. It was absolutely awesome, and that brought down Adam Cole. And Adam Cole was there to kind of distract him, and he was, Adam Cole was standing there, not like trying to like stop him. He just was shouting at him. 
stop that. He's going, don't you dare. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare. It would be very inconvenient if you did that. I would be incredibly cross if you jump on him. But it was enough for Hanson to miss the moonsault and Kyle O'Reilly to get out of the It was enough for Hanson to change his mind from what he was doing. Because he he looked like he was setting up for like a big leg drop. Like all like the Vader bomb, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he was like setting up and then he just turned around and then went for a moonsault instead. (laughs) Missed it, obviously. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And it was awesome because Kyle O'Reilly like dodges the moonsault, grabs a, a near fall and transitions instantly into an arm bar and into the ankle lock this is awesome awesome stuff Hansen gets to the ropes but Cole kicks him on the outside uh, Carlo Riley hits Axe and Smash for another near fall and this is when we start getting everyone else running down so <laughs> Roe runs down takes and, out Cole yeah I like uh, Hansen doing a cartwheel to dodge one of Carlo Riley's attacks <laughs> love that uh, and then Strong and Fish come down then Pete Dunn comes down and um, yeah. there's a pretty moment where Strong runs up to meet Pete Dunne. He just does one punch, and Strong just goes flying. <laughs> Women's right. <laughs> it's such a devastating move. It is a devastating move. Uh, and then Ricochet appears from nowhere and does a big flip dive onto everyone. And then back in the ring, Kyle O'Reilly uses the belt like the bloody heel that he is, and he pins Hanson. So undisputed era have the advantage going into War Games. Good job, WWE. You managed to get that one right. I thought it was a terrific match. It was a great match. Really I'm, great. I mean, it's the babyface's fault they lost, really, there. Because, like, you could have all just come down together. I, well, yeah. I mean, guys. I guys, come on. It's, it's Teamwork, people. It's not like the Undisputed Sorry, Era aren't known for, like, yeah, running yeah. down and causing distractions <clears throat> or anything like that. This is your own fault, lads. <laughs> this is on you, mate. I'll be honest with you. Even, like, Roe. Where were you, mate? Mm. Like, I know Hanson could do this on his own, but... Just be there as backup, lads. Yeah, there was good. I, I think there were good implications here as well for the War Games match because obviously they were putting over the idea that Kyle kept working on the the left knee. I think it was. Of uh, yeah, I think he worked on both. But yeah, like so he, he, worked, he transitioned from the right to the yeah, left. Yeah, so he was, he was working on both legs, and they were saying like, you know, we're only a few days out from War Games. Will Hansen be well in time? Absolutely, yeah. For the match, and then they also did the same thing to Pete Dunne. Yes, coming Pete, down. So and Pete Dunne hurt his leg on off ricochets. Flip dive. Yeah, it wasn't the undisputed era that took him. We well, got a chip, he got a chop block as well from. Uh, oh, that from was Robert right. Strong. Yeah, and, no, then that he, was, and then he was underneath the uh, yes. flip dive. As yeah, well, no, you're yeah. absolutely right there. So there could be a story. Yeah, I probably got that wrong there, but they could probably could tell a story that uh, Ricochet also hurt him because he was kind of celebrating, not celebrating, but he was like on his uh, on his own, away from everyone else. Mm. as very much the outsider of this foursome. And so there's some really good stuff going into this War Games <clears> match. <throat> Pete Dunn's hurt. Hanson's hurt. Can they all trust each other? Whereas Undisputed Era, not only have got the numbers advantage, they're all fine, mm. and they're a complete unit. Yes. Like, they are at 100%. So they really have got the mind games and all other advantages going yeah. into the match. And I also think all this knee stuff. There's two people with hurt knees it, on the yeah. on one team. Who likes to, per- to hurt people's knees now? His new thing. Mm. Bobby Fish. Bloody Bobby Fish, mate. Bobby Bobbles. Bobbert Fish. Bobbles Fish. Bloody loves hitting people in the knees. Yeah, I feel so, like this yeah. is where he comes in to shine oh, here. It's going to be so good. Chest to the knees for everyone. So it was like, it was a, a perfectly fine episode of NXT. Not a, not a whole lot to talk about in it, really. Mm. But what this episode set out to do was get you excited for TakeOver War Games. And for me, that was a rousing success. Because yes. it did make me excited for, for war games. There was three matches, only one of them's worth going out of your way to see. But I did think it was a fairly fine hour of television that mm. did an excellent job in getting me excited for a pay-per-view. Absolutely. Yes. Couldn't ask for more, really, from uh, the, Absolutely not. something filmed weeks ago that goes out 
three and days before something else happens. And I know a lot of people go like, oh, Luke, all you do is piss and moan about the way that WWE things, wanting it to be better. And it's like, but well, I know they can do it. Yeah, I know they can do well better. We're aware that, you know, you can, you can magically make an episode around bad booking or someone being injured or weird bits of, like, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. NXT somehow manages to do that week in and week out. They manage it fine. And it always manages to be at least good to very good. (laughs) Jared Conister has got in touch with us. Specifically, it's a poetry corner, but even more specifically, it's for NXT. Whoa. This has become my favorite thing. So I love the podcast. My po- the podcast, the restaurant podcast, is my favorite thing we do mm-hmm. in, in uh, Wrestle Talk here. News is grand and everything. The Wrestle Ramble video version, grand and everything. But I like this because I feel it, like, because it's my, my baby. It's your baby. It's my baby. So I like, and I like that we've now almost created this new subset of fans that are sending in emails specifically for the podcast. But I love this even further that someone is sending in podcasts specifically for the NXT reviews. It's like it's the developmental area. It's the niche of a niche. It's the niche <laughs> of a niche. Uh, so Jared Connors has emailed in. Dear Ollie, Luke, Laurie, and Little Andy too. Oh, After the week, Andy. Little Andy. After the weeks of the Alistair Black mystery angle attacker, I've decided to submit my first poetry corner. I thought this for. Uh, I thought on this for two days with the concept in mind and the last line written before finding the inspiration from an old source to fill in the rest. The source, in case you wonder, was the Book of Lamentin- um, Lamentations? Lamentations. The Book of Lamentations. I'm just going to do a quick Google of what the Book of Lamentations is. Um, it's from Jeremiah, uh, probably on the grounds of the reference to the... Uh, Wikipedia, just give me the bare bones, mate. Uh, is a collection of poem, uh, poetic laments for the destruction of Jerusalem. Ooh. That is well beyond my knowledge reach. I had to go to Wikipedia there. Yeah, I've been reading Stephen King this week, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're not on the same wavelength, man. I was going to say, I'm reading the new Cormoran Strike book, which I've been reading for ages now. But anyway, so the uh, it's called Nikki Knows a Secret, but all the letters are capitalised and they are separated out by dots. So it looks like a Chuck Norris movie from the 80s. Names rattle in her head, infesting the corners of her mind. Knowing was half the battle, knowing was half the fight, intertwining darkness with the black. Knives bleeding in his back, nameless attacker, obviously tormenting. Who was it sinned in the beginning? All are wondering. Searching for answers, engaging with the light, crestfallen upon the revelation that righteous John has evil inside. This is what she knew. And just in case, note that the first letter in each line is Nikki Knows a Secret. Oh, it's one of those ones. It's one of them ones. There's a name for it, and I don't know what it is. This is why Ollie's good for poetry. Yeah, I was going to say it's a wordle. It's not a wordle. <laughs> we need Ollie here because he's a nerd, yeah. and nerds would know these sorts of things. Yeah. We'll ask him what it is later, and then when he tells us, we'll just shout nerd at him because he's being a nerd. What are you, some sort of haiku nerd? Oh, such oh. a little nerd. Uh, You're rhyming couplets. That's lame. (laughs) So lame. There's got an email here from Shivam Sharma. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and maybe Andy too. As you might remember, a couple of months ago, I shared my progression on the podcast uh, and clarified that Ollie Davis is my motivation. Now I want to share with you my progression again. This is obviously a wrestle talk. Get better. Now I've made uh, some chest and huge calf gain as well. I'm doing this so I can become a playboy like Ollie and get the chance to sleep with 25 girls. Hope you read this out. And thank you so much for the work. It really helps me out when I'm stressed because of study. Love you all. So this is progress. Building up some of that muscle strength. 
Strong calves. Those are some strong calves. Uh, some great hams there. I, uh, I don't really understand the rest of it because pies. Um, <laughs> but I'll, sh I'll show them to Ollie and I'm sure that he will appreciate the work that you're doing. Ollie is still drinking his Huel. He'll, he'll, he'll watch it. He'll look, at your, he'll look at your pictures over a nice, cool glass of Huel. <laughs> Um, we have also, I want to give a bit of a tease for the Saturday episode. Obviously, you're not going to get that for a while. Um, well, you'll get it on Saturday. Two days. <laughs> in two days. But you may remember, Podswafters, an email we got in about jogging. It was the, in, it was the original jogging email. And dun, we dun, got dun. both sides sent us in updates on this jogging situation. So as a tease for Saturday's show... We have another update. Whoa. Another update has come in, and I will share that on the Saturday show. But that is all we've got time for on this show. But do we want to have a joke before we go? Do you want a joke? Yeah, go on, joke me. Yeah, um, that's not a very good one. Actually, no, oh, I'll, harsh. I'll, I'll, I'll read it out. Um, oh, harsh. I'll read it out now. now, now yeah, yeah, fact, I think maybe you should save it for yeah, another time. Or not. I, I think I'll yeah. save it, yeah. It's uh, better if you don't slag them off before you <laughs> say, before you read them out, because <laughs> then people don't feel bad. This is why I've never compared a comic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't heckle the hecklers first. <laughs> uh, this is from Andrew Lee. Uh, if Jesus turned clear water to red wine with the use of food colouring, could you say he food died for our sins? Boom. Nice. Uh, this from Jaron Walker. A woman goes to a local supermarket to pick up something she needs for dinner. She gets all the items she needs. She goes to the checkout line. The cashier looks at the items the woman puts on the belt and notices she's buying a loaf of bread, a carton of eggs, and flour. After looking at these items, the cashier looks at the woman and says, You must be single. Surprised, the woman engages with the cashier by saying, Well, well yes, how did you know? The cashier responds to her by saying, Because you're ugly. And now he doesn't have a job. Oof, yeah, absolutely. So that is all we've got time for on today's episode. Thank you for all of your correspondence. Thank you for your Rusev Hayes, your bad jokes, your WrestleTalk Get Betters and all that comes in between. Uh, we're going to be back later today with a mini-sode predictions for NXT TakeOver Wargames with the three of us. And then we'll be back tomorrow with the three of us again for another mini-sode predicting Survivor Series. Then we're going to be back on Saturday with the WrestleTalk Magazine show. WrestleRamble Magazine show, I should say. And then we'll be back on Sunday for the NXT TakeOver War Games review. Back on Monday for Survivor Series. Back on Tuesday for Raw. Back on Wednesday for SmackDown. Back on Thursday for NXT. Basically, you'll be listening to us for the rest oh, of your lives. Jeez, it's going to be a busy week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.